Before we get started today, I would like to take this time to say thank you to Lone Star Arms and Ammo for helping support the Sounder Podcast and True Hog Hunters Tournament. Lone Star Arms and Ammo is located at 477 North Sunset Strip in Kennedy, Texas, and is open Tuesday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., as well as Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. With a wide range of guns to choose from, let the friendly and knowledgeable staff at Lone Star Arms help you make the right decision with your next purchase. Looking to sell a gun or are in need of a gunsmith, Lone Star Arms can help you with that too. And with their new Silencer Shot kiosk, buying and registering a suppressor has never been easier. You can call Lone Star Arms and Ammo at 830-299-5552 as well as check out their website at LoneStarArmsAmmoLLC.com for updates and news regarding products and services. Also, be sure to follow them on Facebook at Lone Star Arms and Ammo LLC. Thank you to Lone Star Arms for all that you do for the two-way community, as well as all the support you have shown us here at True Ballistics and the Sounder Podcast. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the Wallen Hogs. I'm your host, Charlie Lobner. I hope everybody's had a great week. Wish you a Merry Christmas. We are coming up on on that, and then we will be going into the new year. Uh, we have this episode and one more for the year, and then we will be starting our 2023 True Hog Hunters and Army Hog Hunters Tournament. Just want to start off by saying thank you for all the support with the Sounder Podcast, with our tournaments, with True Ballistics. We couldn't do this without you, and we're very very honored to be able to sit here and talk about what we love the most, and that's that's hunting, you know, particularly, you know, hog hunting. We, we love to hog hunt, and um, we do it for a reason. These things are quickly taken over. It is a major problem that we are, are, are facing down here, and not just the south and southeast, but it is quickly growing north, and I think a lot of landowners, cattlemen, you know, ranchers, farmers, and just anybody that, that owns land. And now people that even, you know, living in the suburbs are starting to see these wild hogs are coming in and just tearing the world up. So we have started this tournament to get people on board, give a little incentive to go out there, hunt hogs a little harder, boost your numbers, and win prizes for it. And that's the main goal, you know, get out there, Put as many of these suckers down any way possible. As long as you're following your local, state, and federal laws and regulations, you can hunt them. Hunt them, hunt them, hunt them, trap them, you know, chase them with dogs, whatever works for you because we understand, you know, every piece of land is different. There's a ton of different ways to hunt these things and be successful at it. You do you. Do, what's, do what works for you put up some big numbers, and win some prizes. And speaking of prizes, you know, we, we've given away a ton of rifles this year, um, a lot of ammunition, all kinds of stuff. We are now, for the month of December, we are going to be giving away for first place a Simcoe cellular trigger system for your hog trap. This is a pretty universal system that you can use on pretty much any trap door. Uh, so if you have a trap, this is something that's going to work for you, give you that extra weapon and being successful in hog hunting. Um, you can pair this with a cellular game cam and get this working. And hopefully, you know, instead of trapping one or two hogs, 
you can get that whole sounder in that trap, close that door, and now you have 10 to 20 hogs maybe that you not only have eradicated off your property and away from your neighbor's properties, but also 20 hogs that you could submit to this tournament and uh, maybe win something else, maybe win first prize again. So it's the gift that keeps on giving in a way. Second place is the Pelican Vault um, hard case, the rifle case. You can use this for other applications as well. This is pretty neat. You can, If you have a rifle, you lay your rifle down in it, cut your foam insert out, and you've got a good, clean, tight fit for your rifle. going to keep your scope intact. That way you're not worried about it pumping around. Also, with it being waterproof, you could throw in the back of your truck, travel across the, straight, the state in a rainstorm, and not worry about your gear getting soaked. Um, third place prize is, is a, is a good one. This is actually something that I was, I was thinking about last night and, uh, while hog hunting. It's the Daisy Red Rider Heritage, um, BB gun, lever action BB gun. We've all seen the movie, the Christmas story. You'll shoot your eye out kid. That's exactly what we're giving away. And I failed to mention this last on the last episode. I didn't realize this is a two pack, uh, BB gun box you get two for one so this is a, a awesome little gift you know especially you got like a father son father daughter type thing you can go in the backyard shoot cans together um that's how i learned how to how to shoot my dad would put a, a tissue paper over my left eye because i i couldn't learn how to close it quite yet and uh that's how i learned how to shoot was with my my daisy red rider and then we eventually you know bumped up into like a pellet gun and a 22 and all that so you know what we're shooting today so Great little little prize for you. Those are our first, second, and third. And currently in first right now is our good friend Punisher Hunting with a total of six hogs and Squill Team six in second with a total of three. And that was the whole reason I was sitting in the stand last night thinking about these, these pigs coming out because one pig would immediately put me in third and give me a chance at winning these Red Riders. And... I was sitting there last night. It was a great evening. Um, I just happened to get lucky. My wife got out of work a little bit early. Um, I stayed home with the kids yesterday while she was out, and I was able to go out, sit in the stand for, I don't know, the last two hours of daylight. Saw a ton of deer moving. I saw six bucks come in, you know, different times. So a really fun sit. It gets dark. Pigs come out, and uh, I was able to to draw back on one with my bow. However, I did not make a good shot. It was not a clean shot at all. I hit her a little far back, uh, complete gut shot. Um, not something that you as a hunter want to do, especially as a, you know as a bow hunter with a pig. You know, it, these pigs are so resilient. They're so tough. You know. Making a bad shot on an animal like that, who knows how far she's going to end up running. You know, she may run a couple hundred yards in this bed down. I wasn't finding blood, so there was a lot of it, – it was just bad from the get-go. Um, stomach matter on the on the arrow from, from the tip all the way down the shaft. It was just not a good shot, and I needed one hog to get on the board, and I failed to do so. So – and – the story behind that is I really, you know, I really didn't look all that hard for. I knew I made a bad shot the moment I picked up my arrow. 
I was going to head back to the house, warm up a little bit because the temperature was dropping pretty pretty fast yesterday evening. I was going to head to the house, eat some soup, and uh, grab some more gear, get a better light, and go tracker. Well, on my way back up to the house, um, looking in the back field, kind of hard to explain. There, there's there's two fields. I'm walking in between them on a road that heads down to the river. And uh, the back field behind our property is there's a big hill kind of facing. As I'm walking, I'm facing to the west. And so there's still a little bit of light where the sun had set, but on top of that hill is a silhouette of a, just an absolute giant buck. Um, too far and too dark to really make out who he was, but I don't. I do have some nicer, older, mature bucks hanging around the property. I don't think I recognize this guy. He seemed to be bigger than anything that I got on camera. I don't know where he came from, but he was making a beeline to the river bottom, which is exactly where that pig was. I decided right then and there, you know, I should go look for, but I'm not because I still have my brother still going to hunt um, the weekend of New Year's Eve. There's a possible possibility my sister-in-law is going to be able to hunt as well. We're trying to get her on that big eight. We've been hunting for two years. If I go and thrash around all the river bottom looking for this pig, I'm going to push out probably a ton of deer um, who seem, like I said, I already saw six bucks. Now there's a, a seventh one heading down there. It just didn't add up for me to be doing that for a for a hog. Um, I I hope that, you know, it was a better shot than I than I expected, or a better shot than I think it is. And she went in there and 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 perished very 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 quickly. However, I just don't think that happened. It was not. I don't feel comfortable with the shot after looking at the arrow. It just didn't seem good for me. And to be honest with you, that's that's all my fault. I need to, I need to just flat out practice more. Um, this has been a learning curve for me. This is my first season bow hunting. It has been the the best deer season for me in in a long time. Um, I've I've gotten, I I got a really big boar to start it off. Um, I shot a nice eight point with it. Same thing. Not a not a really good shot on that eight point, but I was able to get a second arrow in him. Um, really, I hit him just broadside shoulder. Uh, kind of a, the big no-no in bow hunting is to to shoot him in the shoulder blade, and I in no way intended on doing that. Um, the same thing. My my heart felt like it was going to leap out of my chest. It was all. It was finally happening, and made a bad shot. But he dropped right then and there, like paralyzed him, and I was able to quickly get a second shot in him. So, in all honesty. You know, he went down pretty quick. Um, there was no tracking of all. There was very little meat actually went to waste. I, I was very worried about that. But because that arrow really didn't penetrate all that far, you know, I lost a little bit of meat on that front shoulder. But to be honest with you, there's not a whole lot of meat on them front shoulders to begin with. Um, Could have cut out like that little shoulder roast, you know, is about all I lost, which isn't the best quality of meat anyways. Half the time I just turn that into sausage um, but great buck. Um, another, I'm going to get to him in a minute, but got him. Then I got this shot off on this, on this pig last night. It's been very fun to, to be that close. I know 
I was blowing up my Snapchat last night with all the deer running around me. Um, seeing them at that range was was phenomenal. I mean, to hear them walk in, to hear them, you know, eating the grass underneath you, you know, being 10, 15 yards from you is it, it's a different experience than sitting in a box blind and watching them from 100, 120 yards off just been a, a great season and I'm, I'm so excited about next year already with the quality of deer that we have it looks like it could be very special now, I said that before you know you finish the season up and you're just absolutely stoked about the next year and it's like you don't see a lot of the, the familiar faces that you did the, the previous year and and that happens that's part of hunting you know these deer they have a huge range that they travel and you're not guaranteed that that buck makes it, you know, through the winter, you know, into summer. There's all sorts of things that can happen. These things get sick just like we do. They get in fights, you know, they get hit by cars, you know, there's, there's, you can get a hail storm that comes in and just, you know, wrecks, you know, the wild game around you. I mean, things like that happen. Mother nature is a killer and it's not just us out there hunting them either. There's other predators and stuff as well. So, you know, every time you pass up on a on a deer, you need to understand any kind of animal. You need to understand that may be the last time you ever see them. We've been very fortunate to be watching some of the deer that we've been watching now for two and three years. And uh, I think a lot of that's just because everybody around us, all the other hunters, have that same mindset, that same mentality of, hey, you know, that that's a good buck, but that could be a great buck. You know, he's a great, he's a really good four-and-a-half-year-old, but what's he going to be like at six-and-a-half? You know, let these deer grow, let them breed, shoot out some of the, the, the ones you don't want. You know, you got a coal, and everybody's got a different idea what a coal is, and that's fine. If you have the, the land to be able to manage like that, that's what you need to do. You know, some people like the big typical, some people like big non-typical, some people, you know, like, you know, just big straight eights. Some people don't like eights at all. They want 10 and ups. And there's a lot of stuff that, you know, you got to kind of look at which ones have potential and which ones don't. And, and that's a judgment call, and it's your judgment call to make. But that's what's fun about it. You know, we've been, that big eight that we've been watching, we're trying to get my sister-in-law on. This is our third year watching him, and we're coming up on the last two weeks of, of deer season, and there's a good chance. There's a really good chance that this dude makes it. I have been getting daylight video of him. He's coming in regularly, but, you know, they have a my, my brother and, and his wife, they have a baby, and uh, this is his first Christmas coming up, so he's he's young, and he requires a lot of attention, and, you know, I've been there, done that with my kids. It, it's frustrating as a hunter, but it's a blessing as a father to be able to to spend that time with them. And, you know, the, the little voice in you says, man, I want to get out there. I want to hunt. I want to hunt. But as a man, your responsibilities are at home. My brother's realizing that. And uh, he hasn't spent near as much time in the blind because of of, of, his, of my nephew, his son. And uh, there's a good chance that because of that, this deer is going to get another year. And... I would be thrilled, honestly. You know, I, I told him I, I'd love to get my sister-in-law on this buck, but if if it doesn't happen, like, we're going to be looking at a six-and-a-half-year-old on a, on a small parcel of land, low fence, that is going to be 
an absolute he's a tank now i mean this guy's got some meat on his bones you know if you look at his antlers most people are gonna you know he he doesn't like he's not gonna score a 150 he's not gonna ever be that big i think in the antler range unless he just makes some enormous jump next season but he's just a big stud eight um his body is you watch him with other deer and he just towers over them. He's wide at the shoulders. You know, he's got a, you know, he's got a little bit of a pudge on him now. His neck is like, I mean, he's, he's all swelled up, of course, in the rut, but he's starting to get that, that nose is starting to kind of shorten up. And he's starting to get that, that Roman face to him. And, you know, I, I expect if we hunt him next year, he could have that, that, that gray around his eyes. I, I just, I think he's going to be a good buck. And I already told my brother, I was like, eh, I'm not going to pass on a six-and-a-half-year-old. I have passed on this guy for two years now. I have watched him, and I have let him go for two years. And, you know, he was a buck that last year we decided, you know what, he, he's he's a solid eight. He'd be a great starter, starter buck for my sister-in-law. Let's get her on him. And that was the plan, you know. It it and it almost happened. It it was this close. Almost happened. And it was just the the buck fever got her. She got excited and, and that happens. It happens to all of us. Um you know. And she made she made a bad shot. And and thank God it was it was really off. It was a clean miss. Uh we uh were worried that he was hit, but we couldn't find blood. We looked up and down the river bottom, looked out in the fields, looked for buzzards the following days, couldn't find anything. And, uh, yeah, it just turned out to, you know, he showed up on camera three or four days later, and he was fine and healthy and no hits. And just uh, it was it was a relief. You know, he's still there, and he made it through the season, and then he kept coming back. And then last year, same thing. You know, uh, I mean, this year, you know, he showed back up and is just a absolute stud. You know, I got him back in in twenty twenty was the first photo I ever got on him, and he was just a basic little eight. And I just remember, you know, he looked unique, so I saved a file on him just because he was showing up so regularly, and he just made his huge jump from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, and an even better jump from from last year this year and it's like man if he does anything close to that he is going to be huge i mean he's going to be a big tall and that's the thing he's so he doesn't even like come back in his, his antlers just like go out and up he never like even crowns back in he's just just a well-rounded symmetrical buck that is he's big he's healthy he's smart um, I think he's very non-confrontational. The buck I shot this year, you know, uh, I got him on camera chasing does really hard, head down, tongue out. Like, he looked like he was, I mean, he was full rut. Um, not not the oldest deer on the, on the property, but he definitely seemed to be the aggressor. I have a theory on that. That's not a buck you really want to keep around on your if you're hunting a smaller property. You can get away with it on bigger properties because bucks can hide from each other in a way. 
But a buck like this on a smaller piece of property to me is only going to only going to run off other bucks who may not be as aggressive. And I don't think the big eight was aggressive. I don't think that some of our other bucks, I got another deer that's hanging around a big flop who who has shown signs of aggression, but I've never seen him like really get down on it. And uh, this guy was, man, he was, he was all over the place. I was getting him on, on three different cameras you know, in, in a single night, just chasing, chasing, chasing. And uh, really on camera, he looked better than what he actually was in, in, in person. I was a little disappointed when I saw him, but it was one of those things where it's like, if he pops out, I already had it in my head. I, I got my bow. If he gives me a shot with my bow, I'm going to take him. And sure enough, it all it all happened. And I was able to take him. But since then, you know, while he was around the farm, I wasn't getting a lot of, I wasn't getting the same activity from our big eight, from, you know, big flop, our 10. I, I, I wasn't seeing those guys near as much. They were still coming in, but they were now nocturnal. They were coming in at night. They were, they were, and it was a come and go. They were coming in, they were eating really fast and they were out. Compared to previously where I was getting them, like they were hanging around, they were they were showing up, you know, pretty much not every day, but every other day they were daylighting, you know. They were uh they were there, they were staying close to the farm, if not on the farm. And this guy hanging around was like, I think he was pushing them out. I don't think they wanted anything to do with them. You know, he wasn't as old as they are. But very, uh, very aggressive, very strong. You know, pretty good body buck. I would, I would guess he was about four and a half. He was big enough to push anybody around, big enough to 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 have a violent fight with. And I don't think that these other bucks really want anything to do with it. And so, I uh, was able to take him, and since taking him, since harvesting that buck, they've been back. They've been comfortable. Um, Yes, you could still see, like, you know, they, they still bow up to each other, and uh, they're still doing the dance. They're still chasing, and that's a great thing to see uh, here in South Texas. We have a late rut compared to, like, uh, the northern states. They're done, and, you know, <laughs> they're they're done b- before December. Sometimes ours doesn't start until mid-December, so it's been, it's been a great year. We've had some cooler weather finally. we got some really cold weather coming in. It's going to be very interesting to see how this big freeze that we got coming in is going to affect them. We have had a lot of stuff for them to eat. Everything's still green down here in South Texas. We are literally days away from Christmas. I am currently doing this podcast. It is Thursday, December 22nd, as I'm sitting down with you. It's rolling in tonight. We're going to have our first big freeze of the year. We haven't had a frost yet, so everything's still green. There's lots of food for them to eat. It's almost been difficult to keep them coming to the feeders. So this it's going to be interesting. Everything's going to change here on late, and uh, I, I'd i love to see how, how they're going to react. I'd love to see, you know, how active they are during this freeze. I, I think they were very active yesterday simply because the front's coming in. I expect them they, – they were eating. They were hitting the food plot. That's another thing, too. My food plot is – you know, just as green and luscious of a food plot as I've ever made. And it's December. It it just baffles me to sit up there and and look 
you know, down from the stand, see how green it is. And these deer are just swarming on it. And it's great. I mean, the turnips and everything are still, I mean, they're still growing. They're not just green, but they're growing. And that's about to come to an end. I think they're going to get burnt off pretty good. And that's fine. Um, I think it's going to be good for, for our camera traffic, see what's showing up at the feeders. Um, just get a good head count for me. Like I said, I'm done. So I'm pretty much hog hunting from here on out and, uh, trying to put one of them in the freezer, trying to boost my numbers in the tournament. I got to get a good one so I can make some sausage, um, with the whitetail that I have. And then it's going to be, then it's going to be pretty much fishing time after that, working on the boat and everything else, getting back on the river, setting lines, hopefully getting some catfish. Um, great to have a running boat again. Hopefully we get some rain in the in the river. It's been so low for the past few months. It's almost impossible, even with a little, you know, long tail mud motor. Very hard to run such a shallow, rocky river. But uh, it's a budget boat, and I love it, and it works. But I'm looking forward to that. I'm already pumped up about next season. Um, going to be setting the trap for sure after season, get all that going. Uh, the pigs are still thick as hell on our property like i said seen them last night very healthy hogs very good group of pigs the thing that's got me worried and the whole reason i need to set this trap is the amount of piglets that are in this sounder there there is there are some breeders already some mature hogs that are ready to be bred but the amount of piglets that are in this group needs to be dealt with needs to be handled because they are only going to grow up and cause more problems um i gotta get on it trapping i think is the only Answer for me, I have taken two out with a bow, or for sure one. Last night, I'm pretty sure that that pig will will go out and die, but it's uh, it has to happen. I got to get the trap going. The only thing is, like, God dang, like corn is like twelve dollars a bag right now. I mean, so you go out and and bait your trap, you're you're throwing twelve dollars at it pretty much every time you bait your trap, and you're not just baiting a trap, but you have like that first week two week period of keeping the door locked open trying to get them comfortable with it and the whole time you're just feeding the darn things you know just trying to get them in the door and so you have to do that you know if you have to do that two or three times you know you spent 24 36 dollars on corn i mean it's insane so try i've been holding off on it holding off on it and it seems like corn's only going up so i better just do it now uh but that's one of my New Year's resolutions, get the trap all fixed up. I, I would love to win this Simcoe Cellular Trigger System. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to get, you know, six-plus hogs before the end of the year. It would be a miracle if I did. But uh, anything can happen, you know. If you get the trap set before then, it, it can happen. If you get some time out there hunting, you know, with this bow, I, I feel like once I get good – I can get two or three of these things, man. Uh, uh, a feeder light. I want a feeder light. Get that hooked up. Hunting at night. There's a lot of stuff that's going to take place here in the first of the year. Uh, very excited. Bow hunting has changed changed my my life as a hunter. It has been just the funnest thing. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from rifle hunting. Um, I, I still enjoy that, too. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I love being close and, like, personal with these animals it, it has been a blast to you know to actually for the first time in a long time be like worried about them seeing me 
because for a while I've hunted so far away from the feeder, it was never a, a, a big deal, but just been a, it's just been fun. But that's going to do me on time, guys. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. We'll be back next week. We're going to catch up, and uh, hopefully I got some more hunting stories for you. I'd love to get out there in this freeze and see how these deer and hogs react. But y'all have a good one. One more show. Don't forget to get signed up for tournaments. TrueBallisticsLLC.com forward slash tournaments for your chance to win. Y'all have a good one. Y'all stay warm.